My name's Tomo and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube. But this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening and let's crack on. I'm late, all right? I've been far, far too consistent with being on time. It's only two minutes, everyone. Welcome to the 2023 post-race chimwag Mexican Grand Prix, Mexico City Grand Prix edition, should I say. Roll intro with no audio to blow your eardrums off this time. I apologise for that last week, everyone. Um, welcome, everyone. How are you all doing? Thank you all for joining me. Thank you all for sticking around for two minutes while I was uh, sorting out the graphics, right? Got there in the end. Um, I need to get a haircut after this, man. I could not be asked to do my hair today. Um, I need I need a trim. I'm long overdue a trim. Welcome, Jaden, Alexis, Vass, Antonio, Account, Julia, Matsunochi, Ven, Vedant, Scotty, Adrian, Mark, Max, Callum, Dorian, Cone, Lolly, Dre, Rafe, James, Tim, Vincent, Max, Freedog, Alexis, Daniel, Squibsley, Abe, Salmon, Edward. Rue, Henry, Ben, Joan, Peaks, Lucas, Lumberjack, Amy, Zenith, and Jordan. Thank you all for coming. If you want to potentially have your name read out at the start, then check out these streams live on YouTube, okay? It's my, my primary home is YouTube, but this is, of course, also available on audio only. Now, I've just acknowledged that Oh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? So I've got overlays prepared for this stream, but I've just realized I think I, I, I added all the overlays, but I forgot to uh, forgot to, to hide one of the overlays. Hmm. How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? Because um, I don't want to spoil. I'm going to have to think. I'm going to have to think how I don't spoil the uh, the overlay because I forgot to hide all of the top overlays. So basically, when we go to the next overlay, you're immediately going to see um, your bangers and clangers. It's far too early for that. Okay, so I'm going to have to have a little think as to how I'm going to get around that. But in the meantime, chat, can we please get a rating out of ten for the 2023 Mexico Grand Prix? Two races in one, kind of, wasn't it? We're almost split exactly down the middle. Give me some numbers, live chat. And then I will use those numbers to, um, to yeah, put together a to, to put together a poll. Race rating out of 10. And I'll tell you what, I mean, this race was, was definitely saved. Saved by uh, Kevin Magnuson's left rear tyre deciding to, you know, do all rear wheel steering and putting him into the wall. Big, scary shunt. Fortunately, he was okay. But, um, yeah, that was a sketchy one. Right, okay, so four or lower, I think, is the lower end here. A five, a six, or a seven, or higher. Race rating out of ten. Pole is live. Now, obviously, by Mexico standards, okay, it was pretty good. I mean, last year was an absolute bore fest. Um this was obviously helped. You had Lando with pace moving through the field. You had Yuki with pace uh, moving through the field. You had some tire offset as well. 
um, which was good to see. That did certainly help. And obviously we had storylines, didn't we? We had we had some interesting storylines. Um, Daniel Ricciardo being one of them, of course. Um, Sergio Perez being another. And obviously that all came to a head at the start, didn't it? Which we will get into. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Um, so, race rating out of 10. Come on, there's 715 of you here and 375 of you voted. Come on. Come on, people. Get your votes in. Um, now, to be fair, it's established itself. Okay, 4% of you have given it a 4 or lower. 18% of you have given it a 5. 43, 44% have given it a 6. And um, 34% have given it a... Oh, God. I don't, I'm, I'm going to have to end up spoiling bangers and clangers, which is an absolute stinker. Absolutely. Oh, actually, no. Okay, there's one way I could potentially save this. There's one way I could potentially save this. But yeah, you're giving it a six. I'd maybe just say just over a six. It's averaging just over a six. Just over a six. Right. First, we're going to go to screen share, and I'm going to take this Tomo pink, and I'm going to copy it, and I'm going to try as soon as I click overlays to copy it to paste it over the top. Right. If you're listening audio only, you won't have a clue what I'm talking about. And I've got a suspected spam call as well. I, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take the spam. I'm not going to take the suspected spam call. Just because, in case it isn't spam. That would be very awkward. Um, take that live on stream. Right, yeah, so I'm going to copy this layer. And I'm going to try and paste it. Ready? Oh my god, he's done it. He's done it. Did you see it? Did you see it? Did, did you see the overlay? Did, did anyone see the overlay? I don't think you did. You know what? I think I've absolutely nailed it, people. I think I've absolutely nailed it. Bosh, have some of that. No, you didn't. Come on. Come on. We take those, people. We take those. My incompetence, all right, is... Look, the, the, the stream would have been delayed about 10 seconds more if I'd... You know, what would you rather, okay? Me waste about 30 seconds of this stream talking about it. Or... Uh, no, nah, you didn't see it. You didn't see it, Juvenile. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Right, okay. Yeah, 42% of you have given this a 6 out of 10. Well, for me, for me, and it's one of them again, when it's two races, and it would have almost certainly been probably like a 3, maybe a 4, probably more like a 3, if it wasn't for that red flag. I've given it a 6 as well. So, so I've aligned with the popular, the popular vote. Um, and thank you, Racing Clips, for the 499, by the way. I wonder what an IndyCar race would look like at that track. You know what? The Formula E... And look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a known Formula E sceptic. Let's just say that. Let's say sceptic, all right? And I, I think it's better now than it ever has been. And it's good around this track. Formula E is very good around Mexico. And again, these they're not downforce cars, are they, Formula E? <laughs> those, uh, those wings... Are not are doing anything but pushing the car into the um, into the tarmac. So yeah, I think for different series, I think for IndyCar, have they ever raced around here in IndyCar? Um, I don't think that I don't think they have. So that that would be interesting to see though. I'd, I'd like that. Obviously, again, IndyCars are less aero reliant. They are more kind of mechanical grip, aren't they? Much more for mechanical grip than F1. But yeah, six out of ten for me. Um, there's moments, for sure, memorable moments. At the end of the day, Max was incredibly dominant at the front. And it, it took, you know, again, that tyre offset for Lando. 
you know, a red flag that comes out of a, a mechanical failure for Magnussen. Um, very fortunate from a uh, entertainment point of view that first of all, K-Mag was okay. And secondly, that happened to kind of spice the race up. Um, obviously not good for Hassel, K-Mag at all. But I mean, let's be honest, I don't think he was running anywhere near the points anyway. So yeah, tough one. Tough one, but all, all in all, I enjoyed it actually. The stream on last lap that we did, subscription link down in the description below if you want to check that out um was actually really good we had a, we had a good time we had a good time me niran mahad and pete but yes six out of ten for me is what i give the 2023 mexico city grand prix and the results are as follows max verstappen wins right 16th race 16th win of the season the most ever in a season. Obviously, there's more races than ever. Um, so you take that with a, a pinch of salt in terms of statistically, but you know, a percentage win rate as well. Almost certainly he's gonna be in terms of do we know chat where Max is right now in terms of if he doesn't win any more races, where that would put him in all-time percentage wins. Um I actually I'm actually not sure. I know I know he's already right up there. But I mean, he could win 19, just below 75% Ascari. Yeah, and I think Ascari was, was back in the, yeah, they barely had any races, didn't they? So 17 wins would be 77.5%. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I wouldn't put it past Max winning 19. He can win 19 this year, and that would be one hell of a, a bar to set, right? In a sport that's, you know, these regulations are meant to be designed to, allow the field to close up and again you look at you look at the rest you could the other nine teams and all right yeah you could say maybe not not checko but the other nine teams there's there's a fight going on there somewhat right and we saw big moves down the bottom as well if you saw my video last week about the importance of the constructors battle towards the back there were some big moves made um yesterday but yeah lewis hamilton takes fastest lap from p2 as well very good drive. Very good drive from Lewis. Uh, Charles Leclerc rounds out the podium, somehow manages to survive that lap one contact. Uh, his car still intact. And with no front wing end play as well, was gap in science yesterday. Um, very good drive from Charles Leclerc. Very, eh, so how much, how much was it a good drive from Leclerc or just a poor, you know, science wasn't at the, at the races, you know what I mean? Um, Norris from P, P, what, P, so Norris was P, 18, because Sargent and Sonoda had their penalties, he went from P18 to like P7, and then on the restart went down to P14, because they pitted him just before the restart, so that put him to P10, then he had a bad start after a red flag, that put him to P14, and then he recovered to P5, I'm oh, sorry, 17, my bad, um, crazy, oh yeah, Lance touched from the pits, of course he did. Crazy race from Norris. Russell, a mile off Hamilton, which is uh, oof, a bit awkward. Ricardo, P7, held on in the end and could have been more if it wasn't for that red flag. He was the, arguably the biggest loser from that red flag, was Daniel Ricardo. Piastri, eight, nine Albon points again. But it's almost like that's three point scoring finishes in a row for Alex Albon. And I kind of feel a bit disappointed that it wasn't more, just given the pace that he was showing in practice. You've got to think. Same, I'm sure Norris fans feel the same, right? P5, considering everything, you've got to, you've got to take it, but there'll always be, well, what if? 
You know I mean, I feel like almost a bit like that. If, if they'd have sorted the qualifying out and he hadn't got that track limits, which I mean, Alex wasn't very happy about that track limits on Saturday. Um, what could have been? Thank you, Adonis, for the 499. 20% less aero for thin air actually makes the field pretty well. Could this be a cool target for future regulations? I enjoyed Mexico spec racing. I'm assuming, Adonis, you don't mean we reduce the uh, thickness of the the air around the world. Um, <laughs> no, 20% less air. Look, they, they've simplified the aero on these cars relative to um, pre-regulations, pre-these regulations, of course. Um, but then, again, it's, it's, it's not so much less aero, it's just the aero's moved to under the car instead of outside of the car. I think there was a lot of things that played a factor. I mean, again, the DRS was was less effective. Um, some cars felt that pain more than others as well. I know Ocon was saying, you know, when he had, I mean, maybe this was just him moaning because he couldn't get past Hulkenberg for ages, but um, Ocon was saying that, you know, when he opened the DRS, it barely made any difference. Yet when Max was coming through the field, he was he was doing turn one overtakes when he was on those hard tyres. He was, he was making that move before the corner, you know, um, but that Red Bull was so efficient and it's just so good in a straight line. The Honda engines are probably pretty good around here as well. You know, when you, the Alpha Tower is going like the Clappers and Max is, is winning comfortably, you've got to say possibly there's a there's a link, there's a connection there. But yeah, and then Ocon getting that final point on the board. Sonoda recovered to P12 after his contact with Piastri, which we will get into, which did break my heart because you know a lot. I've got a lot of love for Yuki. I've got a lot of love for you, Key. And Kiefer, right? You bring up my predictions, right? If you were anyone here for the pre-race predictions, there were two big ones. Race winner, Checo Perez. As you can see from this graph here, he is he 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 immediately ended his race. But banger drive, Daniel Ricardo. He's got to be up there, isn't he? He's got to be up there. And yeah, the Alpha Romeo's as well. Bring back to awful Romeo once again. Um, both into Q3, P14, 15 on the day. The lowest finishing cars because Sergeant had to put it in for a fuel pump issue literally just before crossing the line, which that sucks, man. <laughs> that is sucks for him, man. That is so harsh. Um, you know what, lady? I, I almost did. Well, I felt like doing the same. I, I was doing last lap, so obviously I couldn't turn off, but I was... Uh, what could have been for Yuki, man? And that could be big in the constructors again, which we'll, well, we'll get onto that now, I suppose, won't we? Dri well, driver standings, first of all. Um, moves here, so Science jumps Alonso. Same number of points, but better, higher finishing position. Obviously, the win in Singapore puts Science ahead of Alonso, both on 183 points. Perez to Hamilton, that gap is now 20 points. If, it if Lewis hadn't got disqualified, it would be one point. Because it was 19 points, the gap, um, before that disqualification. It would be one point if it wasn't for that disqualification. So, yeah, I mean, Lewis has put himself right back in that hunt for P2. Um, I kind of thought that was over, but not so much. Norris as well. Norris is only 14 points off of P4. 14 points. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, would Lewis be ahead by one? Or would he be behind by one? I think he'd be behind by one, I think. Because Lewis would have, the gap would have been 19. The gap's now 20. Uh, whatever, I don't know. Either equal, oh yeah, the fastest lap as well. Yeah, true. True. I don't know. 
Either way, they would be very, very close. Um, Russell, 151. That gap to Lewis is, what, 769? Nice. Ocon gets a point but doesn't change any standing-wise constructors. Constructor standing-wise? Doesn't change anything for Alpine. Of course, they're in, in that uncanny valley in the middle of nowhere. But Ricardo jumps up from P last. He was 22nd. He's gained one, two, three, five positions in one go. Six points, Daniel Ricardo. Damn. Ahead of Joe, even though same number of points, but ahead of Joe on best best finishing position. Um, well done, Daniel Ricciardo. What's a race. But yeah, Constructors is the slightly more interesting thing to look at. Again, Mercedes grew that gap to Ferrari by one point. Uh, McLaren increasing that gap to Aston Martin. McLaren catching Ferrari and Mercedes, I don't think is going to happen. But... Um, Listen, I, you know, the 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 gaps. I mean, Aston Martin both out the points. So obviously McLaren can easily gap them. They're already ahead before this race anyway. And now Aston Martin are absolutely nowhere, which we will get on to. Um, more interesting battle though, obviously Williams 28 points now, but Alpha Tauri jump from P10 to P8. Ahead of Alpha Romeo on best, best finishing position. Um, both on 16 points. And... It's not looking good for Haas. I mean, look, in my video last week, I predicted the bottom four would be Williams, Alpha Tauri, Haas, Alpha Romeo. Haas still haven't worked out their tyres. Hulkenberg was holding on for dear life, bless him, for as long as he could. But yeah, I think Alpha Romeo, I think this is where it finishes. I think this is where it finishes. If anything, if anything, and look, maybe this track played to. Alpha Tauri strengths. Obviously, Interlagos is at altitude, not to the extent of Mexico, right? But I'm pretty sure. Let me check, actually. Um, uh, Interlagos altitude. I'm sure it is. It's 700 meters above sea level. Um, and Mexico City is... Oh, okay. Oh, wow, okay. So Mexico City is 2,250 meters above sea level. Um... Interlagos is only 700 meters above sea level, which is something, but it's not, yeah, it's not, it's not going to make as, as, as much of an impact. It's, we'll see, we'll see, because Alpha Tower is good through slow speed, jacking up the ride height a bit as well, um, that works. Las Vegas is 610 above, really. Interesting, Scott, interesting. Um, yeah, it, it still will make a difference to an extent, I'm sure, right, but... Probably not as much. Probably not as much. So yeah, lots of fight for in the constructors. And yes, I have seen all the rumours, squibbles. We will get on to squibbies, sorry. Um, I will cover these rumours. There's been rumours milling about, right? If, if, you, if you haven't been uh, keeping your eye on on the Twitter, then uh, then do so. Do so. Thank you, Joel, by the way, for the uh, five euros. Tommy, we need your reaction to the Stroll post-quali slash race interviews. Well, Joel, I did see him post quali and he was very he was very concise. He was very Kimmy. He wasn't angry, he wasn't upset like he was uh whatever the race was when he fully threw his toys at the pram. Um but he was he was super concise. Which look, I mean, okay. I I mean as long as you're not like, you know, shoving your 
your, your PT or whatever, like, fair enough, like, but he was very Kimmy, he wasn't, like, emotion, he, he was emotionless almost, he was just like, yeah, yeah, I mean, what's he got to say, really, um, Surf so she got kicked from Twitter, I mean, that takes some, that takes some effort, mate, that takes some effort. He was a, a little snappy. Yeah, in Clorox, I'll give you that. A little, little, I, well, he wasn't really, was he? Nah, I don't think so. I, he, was, he was kind of on the edge. Acts like Kimmy, but drives like... <laughs> uh, well, listen, I mean, if the rumours are to be believed, then there could be two seats opening up at Aston Martin fairly soon. We'll get on to it. We'll get on to the rumours, all right? Albert and Will playing with... Uh, playing with us but there you go right bangers and clangers time starting of course with mine who was my bangingest drive from the 2023 mexico city grand prix well there are a number of names of course max verstappen wins the race two restarts as well leading out of turn one after both restarts very impressive drive lewis hamilton recovering from p6 qualification through to p2 if he hadn't gone been yeah he spent a lot of this race stuck behind um a ferrari didn't he so you gotta think what could have been norris as well making his move through from the back a recovery drive yes he was certainly at fault for messing up his lap in q1 mclaren didn't help him out that much they gave him like one shot but there you go um and ricardo of course unreal in qualifying and held on held on very well almost got george russell at the end and we'll get on to that cutaway because that cutaway on the final lap when they cut away I, i'm gonna have to find my reaction um oh actually you know what no when we get on to that We'll, 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 we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that when, when, when we got onto we got onto Ricardo, right? Because it was just so bad. It was so bad. I might actually have to get my because uh, obviously I was watching on the last lap live, right? So my reaction. There are receipts on YouTube of our reaction. It was absolutely appalling. But anyway, my bangingest drive from the 2023 Mexico City Grand Prix. I've given it to Max Verstappen. I think, especially on Sunday, especially given managing the engine temps, managing the brake temps, all that, two restarts as well, this was one of Max's most impressive drives, right? That restart, that second restart, nobody, hold, nobody starts P1 in Mexico and comfortably leads into turn one doesn't happen doesn't happen yet he could pit max could pit he did pit before the red flag came out and was still ahead and then the race restarted and he stayed p1 like i was like this is it lewis is on the mediums max is on the hards lewis is p3 that's the perfect place to start come on come on come on no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sometimes you have to just give credit and credence where it is, right? There were some great drives, but no drive was better than Max Verstappen's yesterday. Not for me. Not for me. Banger. Absolute banger. Um, thank you, Azar, by the way. Um, what if Ricardo wins the World Drivers' Championship in 2024? It's a massively left field, but quite certainly not impossible, especially if it's... Well, I mean, 
as I, I'm assuming that that assumes he does get the Red Bull seat in 2024. Um, what if? Well, I mean, it would be a vibe, wouldn't it, if Ricardo won the championship in 2024? But um, I don't think that's going to happen. Not with Max Verstappen in the other Red Bull anyway, if you are um, assuming that Ricardo gets in the Red Bull because Max Verstappen is just driving like no, no, faultless. faultless. Yeah, you can argue right, on, on Saturday. You know, one lap, one lap pace isn't isn't Red Bull's uh, wheelhouse, you know what I mean? Um, that's, not their, that's not their be all and end all. But Max just absolutely delivered that race absolutely delivered that race could not have done any more unreal job so that's my banger drive but what about yours 2037 of you voted i put the poll out last night thank you for voting on twitter or youtube community make sure you subscribe to the channel to make sure you can see the community post or follow me at tuomo f1 t-w-o-m-m-o because we only take w's on twitter that's because it's twitter tomo but then they changed it to I'm not even going to... It's just Twitter, isn't it? It's just Twitter. It's always going to be Twitter. 2,037 of you voted. And your banger drive is... Lando! No wins. Look, we can forgive the slander name Lando, right? He, he, he don't mind it. 48% of you voted Lando Norris for banger drive. 36% of you voted for Daniel Ricciardo, 11% Lewis Hamilton, and 2% of you, Max Verstappen. Two. Two. What? Come on. That is one of Max's most complete drives. Yes, he wasn't scrapping for positions going through because he was so clear. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lando, Daniel, Lewis, and Max all had fantastic drives you know the context you can pick any one of them i think that it's 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 like impossible isn't it it's impossible to compare lando's drive to max's drive because they were so different lando was at the back moving through max was towards the front taking the race by the scruff of the neck and just dominating it and an extra pit stop again before the red flag like come on but lando was i i, I can i can see I can see why. And typically those drives do get more rewarded in the fan votes, don't they? Typically we see when, when someone has a bit of a stinker qualifying but moves through the field, they tend to get the fan vote, particularly on the um, on the world, well, on Sky Sports, they have the, the little poll that they do. And uh, yeah, typically, typically those drives are, are, are well rewarded. And I'll tell you what, I did almost give it to Lando because two of those overtakes... That overtake on George, the cutback, switchback, and that overtake on Ricardo around the outside. Whew. I remember seeing someone tweet a while back. Mahad reminded me of it on the stream. That oh, I've never seen Lando make an overtake. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Like any I'm sorry, right? We've we've I've said this once before. I remember on stream, once before, I said, like, any of you who still think Lando's overrated need to like have a serious word with yourself and a performance like yesterday right yes granted the criticism is granted he did make a mistake in qualifying he owned up to that he was very yeah he's very self-critical with Lando right he took that on the chin but in the race ahead of Piastri as well by the way like comfortably quicker did a way better job on the tyres come on 
come on. Hamilton overtaking the grass was better, just saying. Well, well game, right? It was very good. It was very good to be used. Especially with the when it kicks up a bit of like dust and, and grass at the back. That was very good. Charles gave it one of them, didn't he? After he was uh he was enjoying it. And just gave him enough space. That was clean, fair racing. It, it it's not like what Charles did to Lewis in uh, Monza twenty nineteen. Because that was naughty. But that that one was fair. All was fair in love and war, right? Um but yeah, some really good strong drives yesterday. But what about the clangers? Who had the clangingest drive of all, okay? Because it really depends on what you define clanger, right? Okay, but I, I'm, I'm saying what the driver kind of had within their control. Within their control. And there's two names popping up a lot. There's two names popping up a lot. But I've got to give it to Checo. We didn't talk, didn't we, after qualifying? We have not spoken since qualifying where Sergio Perez was out-qualified by Daniel Ricciardo. Now, now, is it true that Perez was only a tenth and a half off of Verstappen, which is the closest gap it's been for a hot minute? Yes, that is true. That is very true. But in all three qualifying sessions, by the way, right? Q1, Q2, Q3. I actually, um, hang on, let me find the, let me find the tweet. Because I went through and I crunched the old numbers, right? In terms of the, the gaps in each session. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is, right? Let's get screen share up. Let's get window capture. Let's have a look at. Uh, this there we go right so looking at all three Q's all three Q's um, Q1, Q2, Q3 the Verstappen, Ricardo, Perez gaps were um, as follows so you had Verstappen was quarter of a second clear of Ricardo in Q1 and just under half a second clear of Perez in Q1 in Q2 Ricardo was within a tenth of Verstappen Perez was half a second behind Verstappen. And in Q3, that's where it closed up. And Max had a bad Q3. I mean, I would certainly I would certainly argue you are correct there, Casper. I think he had some kind of issue of some kind or just didn't get the car, you know, the tires into the right window, whatever, right? There's a lot of potential reasons why Max didn't. Um, he didn't exude the same dominance that in it in Q3, like he'd, you know, shown pretty much all weekend. But um, but yeah, that that's pretty. The fact Ricardo went quicker than Perez in all three Q3s by a good what two tenths quicker in Q1, four tenths quicker in Q2, and then half a tenth in Q3. Damn, damn, that's a lot of damage. And then, obviously, turn one, three wide. Checo, he needs to give more space. He needs to expect, like, he he's coming from behind. He can see where Max is already, right? He knows Max has gone to the right of Charles. He knows Charles is there. What? I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, just cut the corner and just carry on. You can't win the... Like, look, 
Mexico is one of them tracks where you could argue you can win the race at turn one, right? More so than a lot of other tracks. You know, Monaco's similar, right? If you can get a move done early doors, you're you're eating good for the rest of the race, right? But still, even with that, and I said afterwards, you know, he wanted to go for the win and he wanted to go full send, blah, 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 right? And I get that, right? Home Grand Prix. And you know what? When he said that, right? I've seen post-race Checo say this. He wanted to go for the race win, Home Grand Prix. Does that not, and maybe this is just my, my mind running away with me, but does that not potentially imply, potentially imply that he's on his way out? He knows that this may have been his last ever Mexico Grand Prix. For him to attack that corner in that way, does that not potentially... I don't know. That's what came to mind. As soon as he said that, for me, that's what came to mind. But, look, regardless, regardless, it was a stinky stinker. It was a stinky stinker from Checo Perez. And it was more on him than anyone. Let's be real. There's, Max is on the inside, perfectly fine. Charles is in the middle. It's more on Checo than any anyone else. Desperation move, exactly, Helder. It, it was a move in desperation that didn't need to be done in desperation, you know? So, look, I don't know. I don't know. It's It's just, it's messy. It's sad that once again, this feels like the most, since I started doing YouTube, Formula One stuff, right? Middle of 2019. And obviously we've had, well, my first video was when Albon replaced Gasly. And then obviously the rest of that year was good from an Albon point of view. 2020 was tough, right? But it feels like this sustained topic of discussion around Sergio Perez and his future. I'm just like, it is getting to the stage. It's like, is this just going to be all we're talking about next season as well? Like, because I don't see things turning around. Like, I, I don't know. D does anyone does anyone in chat think that this is a one-off season, like one-off bad season for Checo, and, and next year he'll be much better? Like, like, do, does anyone does anyone believe that? Because I just I'm running out of. I'm I'm running out of excuse like yeah I'm seeing just it's a sea of nose it's a sea of nose and we're just going to be in this position again next year and and the thought of that is is uh yeah pretty pretty uninspiring I I think obviously last year you know last year Checo did do a better job relative to Max for sure but also. Max wasn't as at home at one with this Red Bull. The Red Bull struggled early season with reliability. You know, now that Max has really found his groove with this Red Bull, that isn't going to fundamentally change next year, you know. Now that he's found, he's just, it's going to be more of the same, isn't it? Thank you, Will I Am, for the $2. Nope. Nope. Jamie, question is, does he keep the 24 seat? We'll get onto that. We'll get onto that, Jamie. We will get onto that, my friend. Chromatic sound as well. Thank you for that. And Checo is more than washed. He's dry cleaned. Look, I can understand, right? And I've got sympathy for Checo after that, right? That's his home Grand Prix. That's obviously something that means a huge amount to him. He is like, 
I actually, yeah, I think that Checo is more fanatically received in Mexico than Max is in the Netherlands. Like, it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. I mean, it's close, don't get me wrong, but it's... And so that obviously means so much to him. He's such a role model and he knows the responsibility he has, he feels to himself to deliver on home soil and for it to end so quickly. I, I feel for him. Of course I feel for him. You have to feel for him on a human level, but he, he, he took the risk. He took the risk and he, he paid the price and it, it's the risk of a, a man that maybe knows his future at a top team is limited. That's all I'm saying. Look, I've been I've been saying this consistently. I think that I think as soon as Ricardo was back into the uh, family at, at Red Bull Racing, I think that intent was 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 made very clear. It just depends what his contract is. We just don't know. We just don't know what Checo's contract is. But anyway, that's my clangor, and no surprise, your clangor is also Sergio Perez, sixty four percent of the vote. Sonoda and Alonso both eleven percent, exactly the same number of votes. Actually, you gave Sonoda and Alonso. Um, Alonso def definitely, you know, spun in qualifying, didn't he? Um, him and Lance had different spec cars and they were both absolutely nowhere. Um, an absolute howler. And then Russell, 5%, which is, again, that gap to Lewis. Fair enough, you know. Um, thank you, Thomas. Great name for the five Aussie. Max broke Checo, Imo. He's a talented driver, but Max is a once-in-a-generational talent. Yeah. I think since Baku... Since after Baku, since Miami, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, it, look. It's, talent is only. I'm sure many of us, right, of going through life. I I remember when I used to play five aside, and there were these two lads I used to play with. One ended up playing for uh, Doncaster Rovers. He played for Doncaster at the time. Actually, this was this was back when I was 17, and he was like in his mid 20s, um, and. His mate, so basically his mate was a regular and then this guy who played for Doncaster like came a few times just like out of season just to keep kind of keep fit. And and the guy who was like that we knew, so the Doncaster Rover player's mate, was technically the better player but didn't have the mentality. Like he would throw his toys out the pram all the time. He didn't have the discipline. And the other fella, he, he wasn't technically as gifted, but he had he had the mindset. Now, obviously, that's a very different example to F1, but having that technical ability, right, which Checo undoubtedly does, because he proved it many a time in this sport. But the thing is, with football, it's one ball. doesn't matter whether you play in the UK or Spain or Antarctica, right? The ball's the ball. If it's a size five, it's a size five. Different cars need different approaches, right? And Ricardo already looks more confident in that AlphaTauri than he almost ever did at McLaren. Obviously, in certain conditions, Ricardo could deliver pace in a McLaren and do well. Think Australia last year. Think, obviously, Monza, where he won. But isn't Checo exactly the same? In certain tracks, Checo shows pace and performance. Baku. Even like, again, Mexico qualifying, he was only a tenth and a half of Max in the end, but then Max did mess up his lap. You know, Saudi, like certain tracks, Checo can get the performance out of the Red Bull. In certain tracks, Ricardo could get the performance out of the McLaren, but it was only a very finite number of tracks. And Norris and Verstappen, 
took him to the cleaners, you know, took him to the cleaners. But there you go, Clanger Drive, 64% Sergio Perez. Banger team, not going to spend too long on this. Alpha Tauri, of course, of course, the pace, incredible. Gave Yuki an opportunity for big points as well, which the team didn't squander. Yuki did. And you lot agree, 54% of you, Alpha Tauri. 27% Ferrari. Um, that's about as much as they could have hoped for. I mean, obviously, if Lando wasn't starting at the back, he would almost certainly have finished ahead of both Ferraris. But also George Russell um, started behind the Ferraris, stayed behind the Ferraris in what we know from Lewis is, is a quick Mercedes. But... Lewis is starting to flex his muscles a bit now, you know. He's starting to assert some dominance in that team. 9% of you gave it to Mercedes and 7% McLaren. And then finally, Clanger team. The clangingest team of all. I mean, of course it's Aston Martin. There's absolutely no debate. Um, Aston Martin, wow. Painful. My video this week will be all about... Um, Specifically, Fernando Alonso and Aston Martin. Um, but my goodness, what an absolute mess. Aston farting out of Mike Crack, as Mahad said on the stream. Damn. I just, it's, it's. Aston Martin's downfall is every bit as impressive as McLaren's upturn. It is like, po it's the same. It's like the same, just the other way around. It is, it's brutal. Brutal is a great word for it, Dino. Yeah. Alonso fans, the hope that you had at the start of the year must be, must have well crumbled by now. <sighs> yeah, tough. And unsurprisingly, 81% of you went for Aston Martin as well. 10% Alfa Romeo, which, yeah, both in Q3. And then both out the points. Bottas wasn't able to deliver on the potential, um, which is a big L for them because, again, they're in the battle for ninth and 10th now in the constructors. And 6% Haas. Yeah, I mean, having a car failure like that for Magnussen's a, sh a shocker. And uh, Hulkenberg tyres, you know, he did a great job for as long as he could to hold off Ocon, but those tyres were gone. They were gone. Absolutely thin. Right. Thank you all for voting in the Bangers and Clangs if you did. Again, follow me on Twitter, at SwarmoF1, or subscribe, or do both. And like the stream, of course, um, to this YouTube channel so that you can see the community posts because I'll be posting the pre-race chinwag poll on Wednesday evening for the upcoming Brazilian Grand Prix. Cool. All right. Let's start with Haas because that's the first team that came up in the graphic. I've got no more to say. That that I was I was banking on them learning, and you know maybe they've got some learnings that they can dive into from from this race and, and turn up in in uh, Sao Paulo, right? Magnussen's got a pole around Brazil. Um, Hulkenberg's got a pole from back in the day around Brazil as well. Um, that Haas. I expect them to be a bit better around Interlagos and maybe in the sprint race they can capitalise. Um, I know Hulkenberg, um, Magnussen, sorry, dropped like a stone, but he still held on for, I think, a point, wasn't it, last year in the sprint? Um, sprint's an opportunity for Haas because one that pace, they're not that bad. I think Hulkenberg, I, I, I looked into it, I think Hulkenberg, no, a Haas has, has made Q3 seven times this year, I think it is. 
I tweeted it. I think it's seven times this year. A has. Either Hulkenberg or Magnussen has made Q3. Which is pretty good. It's pretty good. It's just, um, yeah, no race pace. No race pace. Uh, chat, who should we go, we go with next? What what team? I'll, I'll let you you dictate, all right, the order in which we go th um, through teams. I'm just going to pick the AT. Nassos, you got in there first. It's AlphaTauri. Okay, let's talk about AlphaTauri. Um... Again, I, I predicted Ricardo would do well for a reason on Thursday because he's good around here. He's confident around this track. Um, he's consistently done well around here. He, he, you know, beat Lando here last year in the McLaren. Um, but I did not anticipate. Well, I also, you know, again in my video last week, I was like, AlphaTauri are the team with the most momentum right now. But this. This played to AlphaTauri's strengths more than I thought. This definitely played to AlphaTauri's strengths more than I thought. Because Yuki was flying as well. you got to say, in hindsight, using this week to give Sonoda that engine penalty. You know, could they have done it the week prior? If they had maybe anticipated how quick Sonoda... Well, how quick this car would be around Mexico. Easy to say in hindsight, of course. But... He was coming from the back and he should have been in good points. Um, Ricardo, we've already waxed lyrical about him. Great job. Um, kept it clean. Uh, good moves. Almost got Russell at the end. Actually, we'll get onto that in a minute. Let's talk about Yuki first. Yuki, ah, oh, he's such a good drive. And then he's just got impatient, hasn't he? And he's just cut across Piastri. I mean, it's 100% on Yuki, isn't it? it is, there's, no, there's no question it's, it's on Yuki. And he, he got lucky. You know, him and Piastri had their little their little touch um, the lap prior. And then he just turns into him. Look, Yuki had a great drive up to that point. And, and I think that I think that, that's important to remember. Okay. Yes, he had a clanger in the end because he ended up with no points. And this was a huge potential points haul for AlphaTauri, constructors wise. Now, you know, he, he had a very good race up to that point. But this, it's these instances that will end up defining your career, your legacy, how you're perceived in F1. And unfortunately, this great drive from Yuki will be overshadowed when this race is looked back. Rightly so, really, because at the end of the day, if you, can't, if you can't deliver it, if you can't deliver the points, then you can't deliver the points. It doesn't matter how good your drive has been. And yet a bit impatient... <laughs> With Oscar, and uh, it's a fair play to Oscar. He like they asked him afterwards, like, "What did you make of it?" And he, he didn't like Oscar's not one to throw drivers under the bus, is he? He's he's very uh, he's very measured. But yeah, that was for sure. Nuki kind of lost his head a bit, didn't he? Um, which is such a shame. Such a shame. It would have been really interesting to see if Yuki would have actually. Yeah, let's uh, let's do let's, another little poll. Actually, you know what? Fancy another little poll. Cheek, cheeky little poll, right? Let's, uh, let's do, if Sonoda had made the move cleanly on Piastri, would he have caught and passed Ricardo? Because he did seem to maybe be on a bit more pace. And this is where it's, you know, if, if for example, if, for example, let's just play out an alternative scenario where he does pass Piastri and he does have a bit more pace than Ricardo because he might have, though most of you don't seem to think so.
But let's just say he potentially did. Because I think he maybe did. I think he maybe did. And then swapped them around, like McLaren did, which then allowed Norris to catch and overtake Russell. Could AlphaTauri have done the same? And maybe even got past Russell? Maybe with Sonoda, given how close Ricardo was at the end? Maybe. We'll never know. We'll never know. But at the end of the day, Yuki didn't give us the opportunity to see because he crashed into Oscar because he was impatient. And it's really frustrating. As a Yuki fan, that's the that's the that's the measure. You're at the top tier and you know he he needs to look back at that and learn from it and understand what he could have done differently. Um what he should have done differently. Yeah. Not good. Not good. I mean seventy five percent of you don't think he would have got caught and passed Ricardo, which yeah, I mean that's that's, that's fair. Again, I, I think you know, we definitely didn't have enough of a delta to pass Ricardo uh, on pace because you need a big delta around Mexico to, to pass on pace. Would the team would the team have swapped them around? I don't know. If they thought they had a chance, but then Ricardo reeled Russell in anyway, so they probably wouldn't have swapped them. If Ricardo was just, you know, losing pace to Russell, then maybe, but Ricardo was reeling him in at the end because eventually the mediums, at least in George's hands, started to fall off. Not in Lewis's hands. Not at all. Um, so yeah, 75% of you think no. And yeah, I probably agree. All in all. Um, all in all, I probably agree. But now let's talk about the race direction. And I want to show you... Um, well, I'll show you, show you my reaction from the... Uh, <laughs> from the last lap, right? Yesterday covering the race it was uh the stinkiest stinker let's go back on the replay um where is it i just want to find the right here we go we do some reaction content to my own content so it's not you're not actually we're not actually stealing views from anyone right this is promoting the channel okay let's 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 have a look right let me get desktop audio on I don't want this to be too loud. I don't want to blow your eardrums off again, all right? I'm sorry, everyone, for last time. I'm, I'm very sorry. There's Mad and Peter. Big up. All right, need to make this make make this a bit bigger. Let's uh, let's get this nicely cropped in the pink. There's me on the end. Hello, there I am. There's little me. Hello. Got a nice little graphics, nice little studio. All right, let's get the Mexico Grand Prix last lap live. Don't forget to... Uh, don't forget to check it out, like and so. Link to the channel is in the description down below if you're here on YouTube. If you're not here on YouTube, then you must be here on audio only. Um, let's play it. Let's run it. Let's turn it up a bit. Is he close enough? So he's reeling him in. He might have to shake him, bait. He's a second DRS zone, you know. Reeling him in. Send him defensive. Here we go. A crescendo. Come on. Danny Rick. Here we go. Do what Norris did to you, son. Oh, he's so close. Here we go. We're going to see the move. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you that was our reaction live to it, and I'm sure I'm sure most of you were the same. Surely, right? Oh, wrong overlay. Um, surely, most of you 
were the same because that was unforgivable. Max wasn't even he he was like he he hadn't he'd only just got into the final sector. Like I understand, right? You want to show the winner crossing the finish line, but come on, come on, really? Like really, really? And the race direction has been poor. Like these last few races, it has stunk. It has stunk. Um, yeah, I don't know. He didn't get the move done in the end. I'm kind of glad because if he had got, it would have been even if Ricardo had got the move done. Whoa, heads are rolling, man. That would have been an absolute catastrophe. Um, fortunately for George, unfortunately for yeah. Um, oh yeah, and it's not Sky by the way. Um, it's 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 the it's the world feed. Everyone's getting the same feed. Those cameras, obviously, the different broadcasters, design Sky, whatever that they have their own commentators, own graphics. But the actual feed is is the world feed that goes out to everyone, and it's the world feed that was the issue in this instance. Um, just to clarify, but yeah, absolute stinker, but an absolute great day for AlphaTauri. Should have been a better day. Should have been a better day, but it's still great, and they jump up to P8 in the constructors, which is huge. Right, next team chat. Who should we talk? Who should we talk about next? The cameras are F1, the voices are Sky. Exactly, Seven Kings. Exactly. Williams, all right. Aleph, Williams. Williams was the first uh, team I saw pop up. So, yeah. Oh, feels like a missed opportunity. I started with Sergeant. He recovered to use P12, wasn't he, on track when the team told him to pull in? He had a fuel pump failure of some kind couldn't even take the flag which he was gutted about understandably um still behind alex but two clean weekends in a row this is good this is good um it's not amazing he's not close enough to alex still but it's better he's not writing the car off he's he's slowly getting there yeah i think p12 was on for Logan, obviously there's a lot of retirement, so that helped him out for sure. But why was Logan mad? At, well, yeah, but adaptive. Bear in mind, he's just, he's just driven an entire what seventy. He's done seventy of seventy-one laps to come to P12, and then you're being told to box before taking the flag like that. That of course he's going to be upset about that. I, I, I get it, right? Um, but yeah, all in all, all right from Logan. Still not great, but all right. But Alex Albon, man, like, obviously practice, he was cooking, qualifying. He felt he was harsh, hard done by with that track limit to get into Q3. I, he thinks his rear right was still in. I've not seen, I, I don't think those images are public. So he said the FIA showed him an image and he was like, I'm still in. But who knows? Who knows? Fuel, yeah, fuel pump issue for, for um, Sergeant. And... Yeah, look, I think all things considered, P9 is, is, you know, if I look at, hang on, let me look at the what the race results. I've got to get rid of all these overlays to get to the race results. Back we go, here we go. So could Albon have finished ahead? If he'd have qualified ahead of Piastri, would have finished ahead of Piastri? Maybe, maybe. Ricardo. 
maybe. Russell, probably not. I, I think, all in all, Alex probably maximised, close to maximised in the end, even though qualifying didn't go as well as, as it was looking at one stage. So, yeah, all in all, I think he did a pretty pretty good job. Um, you'd take P9. Alex started on the hards, didn't he? He was, he was one of the few to start on the hards. Um, so he had a little bit of a train. He was having a little bit of battle with Joe as well, wasn't he? But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to really rate Alex's race. Just, it was good. It was good. And at P9, can't argue with that really, man. But again, a lot of retirement. Sonoda's, you know, Sonoda's finishing ahead of him if he doesn't shunt it. Perez is finishing ahead of him if he doesn't shunt it. Um you know, I mean, I would have said Aston Martin, but I can't say that anymore because they've fallen off so badly. But yeah, well in Alex, we take those. Next team, next team chat. Who we, who who are we taking next? We've done Williams, we've done Haas, we've done AlphaTauri, Aston Barfin, Dorian. Couldn't put it better myself. Now, awful test session. Rest of this year, write it off. Just test the car. Find out what you don't understand. Please. I beg you. Okay? Because the rumour mill's been swirling. The rumour mill is swirling. The rumours have been full of Sergio Perez as of recent, haven't they? Um, but yeah. Albert Fabrega's been stirring the old pot. Stirring the old pot. Let's, um, I'm going to go screen share because Albert tweeted this 12 minutes ago. 12 minutes ago. Screen share. Albert Fabrega. Let's get this nicely. Let's get this nicely cropped for YouTube viewership. Um, so Albert yesterday was, uh, was, was, was somewhat notioning around a, a big bit of news, a big bit of news that he'd been told, a rumour that he was told yesterday that he doesn't want to believe or refuses to believe. Now, obviously, much of the conversation around this and the alignment with an absolutely terrible weekend for Aston Martin is Fernando Alonso. Is there any meaning behind this that potentially there's an issue with Fernando? Maybe he's on his way out. I hope it remains a rumour and not news. That's what Albert's saying. Again, check out Albert on Twitter if you haven't already. What was it that he tweeted? So he, he tweeted this yesterday. I don't want to believe the rumour that they have told me now in the paddock, no. That's what he tweeted yesterday. Um, but then also, yeah, Will Buxton makes it seems like Ricardo is going to red ball. So yeah, Will's also been stirring the pot. So you've got Will Buxton and you've got Albert Fabrega, just very cryptic with their... Nice header, Will, by the way. Nice. Um, very, very cryptic. Cryptic? Sound like Jonathan Ross. I mean, he did this one first. You can't see it. It's, it's this, this one. Uh, John, is that John Lennon? Winking. It looked like Daniel evolved this weekend. Sergio Perez suffered home heartbreak. Um, I don't know. I don't know. 
Look, at the end of the day, right, it's peak for Aston Martin. Alonso has a multi-year contract. So we know he's got a contract for next season. Do I see, like, obviously it's worth Fernando sticking around to see what if they can have another equivalent jump up like they did at the start of this year, the start of next year. I know it's unlikely. Um, but yeah, it's uh, things aren't looking good. Like, they just brand new factory. There's so much to be excited about around this team and it's just yikes. But I don't know. Them to them to uh, Alonso retire rumors. I don't think that's it. Perez Ricardo rumors feel a lot more more valid to me because I still think that's going to happen. But I I couldn't see Alonso to Red Bull would be but then Albert Ferreira wouldn't be tweeting about it like in a really kind of sad way he'd be like gassed surely right just one year fernando verstappen in the same car let him have it you know what i mean let him have it um but that, we'll see time will tell we might be getting a uh, we might be getting a random stream out of nowhere um jumping on some some news at some point um did i see what spanners tweeted no i didn't david i'll have a look um I'll have, I'll have a look once we're done because um, I think it might be related to something I saw someone else mention in the... Yeah, whatever. Um, cool. I still have nothing more to say. L. Uh, I'm just going to go to Alpine as well because... Okay, Ocon got a point. Woo. Uh, he was stuck behind Hulkenberg for ages. Ocon's radio... Like, bruv's got, Matt, he's got to hold that. He's got to hold that. Ocon's got to hold that L. I'm sorry, right? You know I like you, Esteban, but you got to hold that L. That little bit of radio was just, oh, tell Hass to be ready because I'm coming. Elbows out. Like, come on. Just do that if you're going to pull off the move. When you know you've got full battery and Hulkenberg's had a terrible exit. Out at the end of the final corner. Has got hands. That was pretty cringe. Afterwards, he was trying to like, justify it, but he's still kind of, ah, come on, Esteban. Come on, come on. You've not got that car to to say those things, all right? You've not got that. <laughs> You've not got the dog, all right? You've not got... Yeah, I'm sending it in 15 laps time, exactly. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, all in all, Eh, Gasly 11, Ocon 10. Gasly was having a right drive. Um, I think he got a bit unlucky with the... I feel like because Gasly was running ahead of Ocon, Ocon was running really low, and I think Gasly must have just got unlucky, right? But to be honest, I, we didn't really see him because they weren't doing any... Well, not much in the way of overtaking, so it wasn't particularly intrigue-worthy. Um, Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. This was such an opportunity for them. Surely, surely. Both cars in Q3. Even Bottas was... Bottas and Joe were almost exactly equal, even though in Q3, Joe had one lap, Bottas had two. But Bottas was so much quicker than Joe in practice and was quicker than Joe in Q1, Q2 as well. So, I don't know. I feel like Bottas had the pace, but kind of dropped the opportunity himself. Um... 
which is a bit of a stinker. It's getting a bit cool in there. I've got, I, I bought a, um, you know, I've complained in the past about how, uh, how cold it gets in this room. Well, I, bought, I bought myself a little heater and I'm going to turn it on. And I, I want to, I want you to let me know if you can hear it in the background. So can, can you hear, is that an annoying noise in the background that you can hear? Is, is, is it, um, is it, <laughs> yes, no, loud, no, nah, yes, nothing, no, can hear, very soft. <laughs> this does not help me. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it off. I'm I'm not um I'm not cold enough to justify putting it on. If it is there we go, it's off. Um but it keeps me nice and toasty. No no more do you remember do you remember last year? It was seven degrees in this room when it was the peak of winter. Seven. Seven that's fine. It's fine. It's it's all right. I I don't mind. I just do a bit. I'm standing up, by the way. I always stand up for these streams, right? I'm, st I'm standing. I'm standing. 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 I'm not flexible enough for you to see my legs. Anyway, um, sounds like my PC. Uh, it is it is quite loud, but it is very toasty. It is very nice and toasty. All for Romeo. Opportunity missed. And oh, Bottas on stroll. Valtteri, what are you doing? He got five. Uh, he got five second penalty, didn't he? Now I think. I think some. If if you've got headphones, you probably could have hear, heard it. But if not, then yeah, that was a stinker from Valtteri. That move. That was so clumsy. That was so clumsy. But yeah, listen. Not a good day for awful Romeo. Um, all right, Ferrari. Ferrari were pretty surprised by their pace on, on Saturday and did as much as they could on Sunday. Charles Leclerc, front wing end plate missing, gapping Carlos Sainz, by the way. Gapping Carlos Sainz. Now, I've seen a lot of uh, Leclerc slander, right? People using this pole record against him. Charles is a serious driver. We saw that at the start of last year, him going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Max. We saw it in 2019 when he had a maybe not quite legal Ferrari, but he still took it and delivered the polls and delivered the races and delivered the performances. Come on, come on. Charles is a serious driver. Once Ferrari pull their finger out, if Ferrari pull their finger out, you know he'll go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Max. Don't get it twisted. Um, Carlos wasn't really pushing because there was no reason. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Leclerc penalty. Well, yeah, Leclerc was... Really weird, yeah. This week, this was odd. So once again, the FIA making themselves centre of attention by um, obviously Leclerc had his loose front wing end plate, right? And I was concerned. Meatball flag incoming, right? Gunter Steiner's like, well, why are these? Why we were we not given this time when Magnussen had his three meatball flags in three races, whatever it was last year? Um, it fell off. VSC got rid of it. Crack on, right? He wasn't given a meatball flag, but then after the race, the the stewards called Charles because oh, like dangerous car. And I'm like, you didn't, you chose not to give him the flag that's literally designed to bring in a car that you don't think is, because other than that, Charles' car was fine. So Leclerc's fine. He's not got a penalty. I mean, he's just 
stupid. What's the point? You're just wasting everyone's time. Like you didn't use the flag. The the thing fell off. It VSC'd. It carried on. What? Why? Why are they putting him in? Mad. Thank you, Adrian, for the five Aussie. Did you see that Checo fan start fighting Charles Leclerc fans? P.S. Giuliano says hello. Hello, Giuliano. Thank you for joining. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, I did see some fan. I mean that. Yeah, I mean whatever Checo fan, whoever it is, someone trying to fight some Ferrari fans or whatever, just nonsense behaviour, kick them out, ban them for life, move on. You're always going to get knobheads, unfortunately. Um, but hopefully they were swiftly dealt with by security. Hooligans, you're going to get them anywhere. That's the problem. That's the problem. But yeah, Ferrari, pretty good. They can be happy with that. I think Forever Sir was pretty satisfied, all things considered. All things considered. Charles Leclerc was getting a few boos, um, which is a bit unfair because it definitely wasn't on him, the crash. But people boo. Again, it's not, it's not a big deal. It's, it's more why are people booing. Like, people booing Charles because they think he took out Perez is very different to people maybe booing a driver because they have a fundamental dislike of them. You know what I mean? Like... The reason for a boo, but we don't know. When people boo, they boo for their own reasons. You, know? you can have a crowd of people and they're all booing for slightly different reasons. Max didn't get overly booed, no, um, which was which was cool. Was um oh actually I forgot to mention this at the very start of the stream, by the way. Let's go back to the graphic. If you're watching, sorry, sorry, audio only people, but is this not well? First of all, is he did he is this Checo's pose? Like, when Checo won in Sakir, he did one of them, didn't he? Now, obviously, you can... All right, no one owns that. But Max doesn't usually do this, does he? Now, yeah, obviously, Jude Bellingham has has taken this... But even, like, when Jude does it, he, he's... No, his hands are a bit different to Max's hands. When, when Max got out of that car and did that, I immediately thought of Perez. I've got to be honest, right? I know he thinks he's Bellingham, right? But I think, I think he nicked Checo's celebration. Because you when when have we seen Max do this before? Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong. But I, I think I think he nicked Checo's celebration, you know. I think he did. I think I think that's Max Mind Games once again. <laughs> okay, McLaren. Um yeah, what could have been for Norris? Where do we think, actually? All right, let's do a quick poll. If Lando had qualified in, let's say, the top five, where do you you think he would have, have finished on pace? Just want to get some one, two, three, four or lower. It's, again, it's very difficult to really analyse, because obviously that McLaren car is a quick car now, right? That McLaren car is a fast car. Yet Piastri was only able to take it from P7 to P8. Now, he's a rookie. He's still, you know, tyres. A big part of this race, I think why Piastri struggled, was managing engine temps, managing brake temps, managing tyres. That's the stuff that, Lando said himself post-race, like, you know, he's only really got on top of that stuff recently, he feels like anyway. Um, 
so I think that's why you know Piastri actually went backwards. Orlando was able to do almost two recovery drives and through to fifth, which again is is speaks volumes for the quality of Lando Norris, one hundred percent. So yeah, I mean, where do you think he would have finished with without the the mess up on on Saturday? Forty eight percent of you think P two, forty six percent of you think P three. So pretty much everyone is either second or third. And yeah, I think him and Lewis were the quickest, next quickest cars. Obviously, we, we never got to see Perez's pace, but the next quickest cars, clear of the Ferraris for sure, for sure. I mean, it wasn't even close between Leclerc and Hamilton in the end. It was like eight seconds or something. Um, Oscar had a bit of damage in the end. Yeah, true. But obviously from the Sonoda, he had a couple of touches with Yuki, didn't he? Um, don't know how much damage potentially but either way Lando was was way quicker than Oscar yesterday and it, it's important to remember you like Oscar's got that raw ability and talent and pace and we've seen that already but Lando is way closer to the finished article than <coughs> Oscar is my, just I've got something in my throat <coughs> yeah most of you think P2 P3 I'll probably say Ah, oh, no, Lewis was on a mission, wasn't he? It would have been so close between them two. It really would have been. I'd probably still say Lewis. Maybe. Oh, I don't know, though. Ah, oh, that's tough. That's tough. Well, you're split as well, so I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, good day all in all for McLaren. You can take that. You can take that and move. Increase their gap to Aston in the constructors. And again, he's only 14 points behind Science and Alonso, and he's almost certainly going to catch Alonso. Maybe Science. Another poll, actually. Um, will Lando pass Science for P4 by a season end? Yes or no? Will Lando, and again, let me show you the driver driver standings. Yep. So Lando's on 169, Science and Alonso are 183, 14 points. Will Lando close that gap to Science and pass him? Obviously, Lando needs to, what, average in three weekends. He needs to average, what, a five-point advantage over Science, which is, you know, at least more than two positions, unless Lando's winning a race, of course. Or, obviously, P2 to P3 is a three-point difference. So, it's a big ask, but the momentum looks good. 60% of you think yes, 40% of you think no. Going to be tight. Going to be tight. Thank you, Mandler, for the 35 Zar. With the pace of the McLarens, Mercs and Ferraris, the pace deficit between Perez and Verstappen will lose Red Bull constructors in the future. Hashtag Springboks. Well done, South Africa. I'm not a rugby fan, but obviously I know. I know who the Springboks are. And uh, what happened? Congratulations. I didn't watch the game because I don't watch rugby. But yeah, I, look, Mandla, I, I, it's, a, it's a good point. It's a good point. Because you, you can argue, again, having a one-two, a clear one-two will help. But when it's so clear that it's like half a second, six-tenths, the kind of gap we're seeing between Max and Sergio, the kind of gap we're seeing between Fernando and Lance, that's too much. I think there's a sweet spot. The sweet spot's like two to three tenths, qualifying pace. And I think more often than not, Valtteri was in that sweet spot relative to Lewis. 
you know, qualifying, Valtteri would out-qualify Lewis 30% of the time. I, did, I crunched the numbers over their five seasons. It's about 30% of the time, which is like basically every other, other race, like a third of the time, less than a third, a bit. So yeah, I, I think I think it's a good point, Mandler. And I think, you know, that's gonna be but also I think the ability of a team to manage the relationship is more important than that, I would actually say as well. I, I think a team that really a team that really owns their drivers will do a better job at managing a really close relationship a close battle than a team that doesn't manage their drivers and it's a bit of a bigger gap because then you build up resentment and then there'll be the odd occasion where the slower guy's faster and they won't give concessions and whatever. So, yeah, it's it, it's a tricky one. It's the age-old debate. It's always been part of this sport, um, teammate battles, and that's the first rule, isn't it, to beat your teammate? But, yeah, time will tell. Time will tell whether McLaren have got this right with their little battle because Piastri's good, but he's not quite Lando. He's not quite Lando. 60% of you think Lando will pass science for P4 by the end of the season. Damn. We'll see. We'll see. The momentum's good. Mercedes. Yeah, I mean, like, Lewis is just coming into his own. Like, I know some people don't like Lewis Hamilton, right? Everyone's entitled to their opinion on any driver, right? Not for whatever reason, but of course. But I think that, you know, Lewis is, is still got it. Come on, like I've seen plenty of people try and assert that Lewis has somehow fallen off. Come on. Lewis is still, you give him the car and he will fight Max Verstappen for a title. No question. His ability is 100% there, right? And yes, he, he he's guilty of moaning a lot. He's guilty of being a bit of a hypocrite. All the, They're all guilty of being a hypocrite, by the way. Every single F1 driver is. Um, they will all complain about them getting a penalty and then try and get someone else the same penalty. Like, come on. It's just part of the game. Um, it, all sports people do it. You play to your outs. You try and bend the rules in your favour where you can. And, and look, Lewis has been really strong in this Mercedes. And it's it's a good sign for Mercedes fans, I think, because it's showing that he is... And you know, that car's going to change in a big way next year. But... I like to think that this is a product of maybe the team listening to him a bit more. I don't know. Maybe it's not. But he is, you know, he's been around the block. He, he knows what he's doing, Lewis. He's been around for a long time. He's been in a lot of good cars. He's been in a lot of, you know, not so good cars. Those McLarens at times were absolute ass. Um, still found a way to win most seasons as well. Well, all of them apart from last year and this year at this stage. In Salagos, got to say, what was it that Red Bull messed up last year at Interlagos chat? What was what exactly was it? Because obviously Mercedes were quick around Sao Paulo, but Red Bull messed... Was it their ride heights? I think it was the ride heights, wasn't it? Like specifically in the setup. I know, I know it was... I know it was... Uh, is it ride height? I think it was ride heights. Yeah, ride height setup. And obviously Singapore... Red Bull messed up their, their setup as well. Maybe there's something inherent around Interlagos that Red Bull could struggle with. And yeah, for sure, I think Sao Paulo's Lewis's best chance at winning this year, for sure. Um, especially the momentum he seems to be carrying now. He's got that new floor on that he seems very happy with. Um, 
I think there's a big chance for a Lewis win this weekend relative to any other weekend. It's still, you know, odds on max, of course, right? But um, but yeah, I think it's looking good for Lewis. George, George is, is, is strange, isn't it? It's really strange how just the momentum seems to have moved away from George Russell. Yeah, and obviously they hit each other at turn two, didn't they, as well? I forgot about that, actually. Yeah, it's just, it's it's odd. It's very odd. Um, you know, George came back from the summer break really sh- strong, had some good performances, and it just seems to be moving away from him. Now, is it just good? Lewis? Maybe Lewis is just getting more comfortable in this car, and he's making steps forward, and George is standing still. It's hard to know, isn't it? Is George stepping backwards, or is Lewis stepping forward? I think it's probably more Lewis stepping forwards. And then obviously seeing that gap open up is going to then make George feel more anxious about getting performance out of the car and blah, 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 right? Um, but yeah, Corey, I think I think tyres, you know, Lewis, that experience, the kind of experience that Lewis has, that Fernando has, that, you know, even, you know, Verstappen, he's uh, one of the most experienced drivers in F1. I saw a stat. Well, I didn't see it. I heard someone say it on one of the, I think it was the F1 podcast. I think it was F1 Nation or something. That like Lance Stroll has like the 49th most starts in F1 history or something. Does that ring a bell with anyone? Because I'm sure, I'm sure that was a thing. Yeah, Norris over Piastri as well. Yeah. Again, tyre management is such a big part of modern F1 that if you've not got it on lock, then you're going to be struggling. But yeah, I think it's, uh, look, it still needs a big, big step up to catch up to Max, of course, but give him the car and he can. Yeah, some of you heard that as well. Okay, that's that's good. It's, I didn't just make that up. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Lance Stroll's first year was in 2017 and then obviously he's done every year. He's done every season since 2017. Hasn't missed. Well, he missed, he missed a race after Mugello crashed, didn't he? Um, but he's done every season pretty much entirely. So, yeah, look, it's kind of a good thing, to be honest, because I, I think that Lewis, I've said this before, you know, them two scrapping is a problem. If Lewis can just dunk pace on Russell, then that establishes the one two, and George just becomes a default number two. And then that means that there's, you know, they're probably less likely to trip over each other and maybe that helps a a title fight for Lewis. And you know that, you know, Mercedes feel that they owe it to Lewis to to give him the opportunity for an eighth. He wouldn't be here if he didn't think he could get an eighth. And it means that they don't have necessarily that difficult decision. Like if, if George is maybe faster than Lewis and they have a title winning car, what do they do then? It's a bit tricky, but... Lewis is, Lewis is looking good, looking very good, very good indeed, but not quite as good as Max Verstappen in that Red Bull. So yeah, the other rumour, obviously Perez retirement rumours, Perez leaving, Perez being swapped with Ricardo. those rumours will not end until either Checo massively improves his performances relative to Max, or, or... He gets replaced. So, 
I don't, I don't see the jump up chat. I asked you earlier. You don't see the jump up. I'm sure many of you listening, watching. I don't. I'm, I don't know where that increase comes from, right? Because again, Max is more comfortable in this chassis that isn't going to fundamentally change next year. It's going to develop. It's not going to fundamentally change. He's fundamentally very happy, content in this car. He's worked out a way of setting it up and getting the most out of it, right? Fundamentally, that's not going to change next year. Also, like, Baku is like round 17 next year because the calendar's moving around next year, isn't it? Baku's going towards the end of the season. So Checo's got a while to wait for his best. Actually, yeah, let's have a look at the 2024... I'll get a um, screen share up. Let's have a look at the 2024 calendar. Actually, you know what? I'll just save this image. Save image to my download. Save it there. Do that. Do this. Sorry to everyone watching, but I will go through um, the names, the, the names of the races when they are. Here we go. 2024 F1 calendar. So Bahrain should be all right for Checo. He's all right around Bahrain. Saudi Arabia should be good for Checo. But then Australia is kind of a street track. Japan, no. Shanghai, look, I'd love to, I like that track. It's a good track. Hopefully we actually get it next year. Um, who knows though? Uh, Miami, absolutely not even though that's technically a street circuit, but we saw what happened this year. Um, Miami, then Imola, Monaco, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's just a bit demoralising. He's a good, he's a, he's a, he's a good talented driver, and just seeing him just get... Uh, I don't know, man. It's just painful to watch. But yeah, let's not get it twisted. Max Verstappen is driving out of his skin at the minute. And this was one of his highlight races for me um, for this season. Hanoi, what a waste of money that was. Adonis. What a waste of money the Vietnam Grand Prix circuit was. Built and never used. Terrible. It's like Valencia. Just, It's just, I've been there. It's just a, it's like a basically, big part of the Valencia is basically like a, it's kind of like a homeless area where a lot of people are like gone over and just used old building materials to like build little, like it's, it's a really sad sight to see. This is like, used to be an F1 track, the epitome of privilege and money and wealth and all that. And it's, yeah, it's tough. Cool. All right. I think we are pretty much done. Um, chat, are there any bits I have missed out on? We've been going for now 27 um any, any particular pieces of information i'm gonna get a little bit a little bit more intro and then we'll go full full me main screen hello everyone um what are we saying oh david yes abu dhabi right so so there's rumors knocking about and again this is all speculation rumors that there is a risk abu dhabi might not be going ahead due to the security, cons that obviously the situation in the Middle East at the minute, um, there's potentially a risk of Abu Dhabi not going ahead, which, uh, yeah, I mean, 
if if there's reason enough to be, we saw obviously in, in Saudi when there were the, you literally could see the plumes of smoke from rockets in the background and yeah, if there's any, if there's any risk of, if there's any genuine safety risk, obviously the, uh, the, the event organisers for Abu Dhabi will be, I'm sure, doing everything they can to avoid that. Um, but that's where F1 needs to kind of step up and make the right decision by the fans, by the drivers who are going to put themselves at that event, potentially. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's an ever-evolving situation. It's a rumour. You know, remains to be seen. I've not really got too much to say on that because we just don't know. Vegas finale master plan. Well, listen, we'll see. We'll see how good Vegas is. Hopefully, it's a good race. But yeah, I mean, time will tell. Time will tell. Anything else, anyone? Um, actually, while I ask you, I'll run a quick ad just at the end here, and I'll go grab Minton. He's like, he's down. Is he down here? No, he's not down here. He's in the bedroom. I've got where he was. Also, I've got me water. Stay hydrated, people. Mm. And here's the sausage. Do you want to go on my shoulder, mate? Thank you, Chris, from DC. Love your stream. Thank you very much. Only question is, what's your background that got you into F1 content? Um, well, I've always loved motor, motorsport since I was a kid. First touring cars and rally, and then eventually I found F1. But I'd never, no, my parents, none of my family, friends were into it growing up. It's kind of my own thing. Um, and then I used to do football YouTube content because I wanted to learn how to make videos and I was a West Ham season ticket holder and then I kind of started to fall out of love with that a bit to be honest and football football doesn't hit like it used to for me um, for, for a couple of reasons and then yeah I just kind of was like oh I'm just going to try this stuff for this video stuff for my other big sporting passion which is by this stage F1 um, uh, full send into F1 I don't really follow too much of rally and touring cars anymore which is a shame but I've only got so much time and I still like to keep up to date with the football and that and yeah here we are I was graphic designer and that was my job but I'd never really done video and I wanted to learn how to make video so I was like you know what let's try this let's let's try YouTube I wanted to get a bit, a bit more confident talking on camera and like articulating myself you know and here we are here we are, middle of 2019, I started doing F1 stuff, and we are at the end of 2023, and I'm still going. I don't plan on stopping anytime soon, but I wouldn't be here without you lot, so thank you all for the support, honestly. means the world. I do appreciate it. Hit the like exactly, Chloros. Hit that like. Hit that like. I don't think there's too much more to talk about. It's not on your... I thought there was something on his nose. Um, thank you all for coming. Again, not too long to wait. New video um, should be coming maybe tomorrow, although I'm doing something pretty exciting tomorrow, which I've done a few times in the past, and I'm doing it again, and it's a pretty big deal, and it's very cool, and I might be doing it in person, so 
Some of you probably can guess what it is based off of that very uh, loose description. But yeah, I will be put, putting this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So if you do want to download this to listen, maybe or subscribe, I don't, I don't really know how it works because I, I watch all my podcasts through YouTube, to be honest. And um, yeah, I will see you on. So yeah, next video, maybe tomorrow. Probably tomorrow. And then pre-race chinwag for the Brazilian Grand Prix on Thursday. Looking forward to that. Thank you all for coming. Thank you, Lolly, Kleiner, Laurinus, Genki, James, King, Sean, Carlos, Squibbles, Abdullah, Aleph, One Melon, Suprigino, Jimbo, Aram, Gamma, uh, Yard Animal, Blair, JM, Clorox, Champ, Anad, Scotty, Carlos, Surf Sauce, Ticket, Scardrone, Vass, Abe, FIFA, Salmon, Mr. Corridor, Beyond the Lizzie, Jay Sutton, David, Jeremy, Laura, Jisui, Alain Maison, Wedemir. Jisui, Alain Maison, Wedemir. That wasn't a very good French. Jisui, Alain Maison, Wedemir. I need to work on it. Um, thank you all. Ring the bell. Subscribe, like. Tell, follow Minton on Instagram at Minton the Miniature. Follow me on Instagram at Tom McCluskey underscore. Bye, everyone. Stay safe, be well, be happy. See you on Thursday.